Hey, this is Kaz, and this is Nightmares at Midnight, and it's my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you for tuning in to our next episode. This is the big 13th episode and I'm super stoked because it falls on my birthday. Today is the winter solstice, so I'm celebrating that it is the darkest day of the year, even though here in Alaska we've only been having about two hours, three hours of sunlight anyways. I'm just excited that the sun is going to start coming back at this point. In case you are following us on Instagram or Facebook, you guys probably guessed already, but it is on The Mothman. I was really trying to pick out which one I wanted to do for my birthday. I really wanted to do Krampus, but it just worked out that the holiday was earlier, so I just figured we would do it then. I was going through trying to figure out which cryptid I wanted to do, which spooky story I wanted to do. I thought about going into Kentucky, trying to figure out one from there, because that's where I was born at. But I decided on the Mothman, because I do know a lot about this topic. After I watched the Mothman Prophecies... I decided to do a lot more research on the Mothman and have found a ton. And it turns out that he's pretty much the king of cryptids. Like if Sasquatch is like classical music, whereas Mothman is like the punk version of cryptids. So I latched onto that, did a lot of research. Very excited to share with you today. It is just me, but that's okay. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time anyways. And I'll give you lots of information and get you ready for the holidays. So we'll clean house first. That way we can jump right to Mothman. So you're already listening to us, probably on your preferred way to listen, like Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts. But I just want to tell you quick where you can hear them all. The, you know, the typical spiel. You can listen to it at our website at nightmaresatmidnightpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And that is the only place that I can see how many downloads are happening. I can't tell if you're listening on the other ones, just that one. Then, if you aren't already following us on Instagram, hop over there. It's at Nightmares at Midnight Podcast. Same with Facebook. If you're not following us on Facebook, that's where I post a lot of guess what is going to be the next episodes or pictures of what I'm talking about. All you young whippersnappers are on Instagram and Twitter and all those other ones. I don't have that stuff a whole lot yet. Anyways, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Podcast Index, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, and iHeartRadio. And in case you want to give us ideas of what our next episode should be, you can do this on Instagram and Facebook as well, but you can also email us. And our email is nightmaresatmidnightpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, don't forget about our Patreon. We are newly on Patreon. I think last week is when it got started up. And it's patreon.com slash nightmares at midnight podcast. And you can jump over there. You can support us so we can keep doing the podcast. There's different memberships, there's different groups that you can be in. It's not a whole lot of money, guys, but any little amount 
helps. So thanks for the support. Please make sure you're sharing. I want to make sure we get the word out so this podcast can grow. Even if you don't think that your friends are into cryptids or podcasts, you'd be surprised how many people are closet fans. So if you're sharing it on your media, please let them know to listen. Please send them this direction. I just want to share the good, the good word. I was about to say the good word, like knock it on your door. No, I just want to share the news about cryptids. I want to share the details. I want to share so that way people can find out more about it. Having knowledge is beneficial. So let's do it. As a busy mom, it can be hard to take care of yourself. Even harder when you need to leave the house alone for that self-care. My friend Jennifer has a solution for that. She offers in-home massage in the Wasilla and Palmer, Alaska area. Her business is called Anchored in Relaxation, and you can find her on Facebook and Square Appointments or by emailing anchoredinrelaxation at gmail.com. Mention you heard about her here for a free peppermint scalp massage added on to any massage. Okay, so we're going to jump right into Mothman. On November 15th, 1966, two young couples from Point Pleasant Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette told police that they had seen a large white creature whose eyes glowed red standing at the side of the road near what they called the TNT area. And this TNT area was the site of a former World War II munitions plant. I've also read that it referred to the former West Virginia Ordnance Works and abandoned power plant. So I'm assuming those are the same thing. Now, it's the McClintic Wildlife Management Area, which is an overgrown wildlife preserve about seven miles north of town, considered the Mothman's home or hideout. So, Linda Scarberry described it as a slender, muscular man, about seven feet tall with white wings, and said that she was unable to discern its face due to the hypnotic effect of its eyes. Distressed, these four drove away from the creature at speeds up to 100 miles an hour and said that the creature flew after their car, making screeching sounds. It pursued them as far as Point Pleasant city limits. After being chased, the four raced to the police station, not caring how crazy they sounded. They were just that scared. So, side note, my husband got me this book for my birthday called The United States of Cryptids, and the Mothman is in it. So I'm just going to read a little part about the Mothman that's in that book. And it says, The police held a press conference the next day after these four had raced in there, you know, spouting about Mothman. And the news went national. A newspaper editor dubbed the creature Mothman, and the name caught on. The whole country had Batman on the brain, thanks to Batman television series starring Adam West and Burt Ward that had debuted earlier that year. Locals and tourists and news crews crowded that TNT area looking for the creature, and many found it. During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings after local newspapers reported it. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said it was a large bird with red eyes, and the Mason County Sheriff, George Johnson, commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron that he termed a, I'm going to mispronounce this, I think it's shite. I'm not sure if that's correct. Uh, The contractor, Newell Partridge, told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. So that would make sense for the red eyes. Additionally, 
He blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd dog on the creature. Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane. And this crane is a large American crane, almost as tall as a man, with a seven-foot wingspan, featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. The bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. Going back to the book, it chased a family by the name of Wamsley into a friend's house a mile from the TNT area. A group of teenagers saw it perched on the edge of a quarry. A shoe salesman named Thomas Urie drove by it on Route 62 and watched it fly straight up into the sky, circle his car, and dive at him, chasing him for miles. Another man saw it on his front lawn and staggered back inside, pale and scared and close to a heart attack. The stories go on and on. And the sighting by the Scarberries and the Millettes kicked off 13 months of high-density strangeness in the Point Pleasant area and more than 100 witnesses of the Grey Ghost. The people of Point Pleasant weren't just being dive-bombed by a demon in the dark. They were witnessing men in black, UFOs, ghosts, livestock mutilations, and more. It was like all the weirdness in the world had descended on Mason County for a convention of the strange with Mothman as the guest of honor. Documented after seeing the Mothman was accounts of men in black, like I just mentioned. And yes, I did just say that, and no, Will Smith didn't come visit you and wipe your memory. But there is really people admitting that after they admitted to seeing the Mothman, more men dressed in black suits, black hats, sunglasses, and pale skin came and visited them. Even 40 years after seeing Mothman, they were traumatized. So I want to mention Mary Heyer who reported on the Mothman for the Point Pleasant Register and the Athens Messenger. She investigated the local stories with a New York-based researcher named John Keel out of mutual interest. They were in separate businesses, and then they came together because they both were interested in the Mothman. They became kind of detectives and interviewed a lot of people. These two are the most known names for the Mothman and reporting on it. So this led to the Mothman Prophecies movie, but Mary admits that she was visited by the Men in Black and was told to stop writing about the Mothman and investigating. Quote, you don't want to be involved in this, is what she said she was told. Some believe that the Men in Black would make frequent visits to her in attempts to put a stop to her releasing newspaper reports. In January of 1967, Heyer was working late in her office when a short man with odd eyes covered by thick glasses and a black mop of hair in the fashion of a bowl cut, asked Heyer and her circulation manager for directions to Welsh, West Virginia. The man became increasingly more awkward as their conversation progressed, leaving mid-conversation after stealing a pen and laughing maniacally as he exited the building. That's weird. So Heyer swears she saw the same man in Athens jumping into a black van that had appeared seemingly out of nowhere. Later on, she would also hear rumors that men in black were going to witnesses to get them to stop spreading the Mothman tale. Her most notorious and well-known stories were one in which she admits to regretting ever having to write. They included the reports released on the collapse of the Point Pleasant Silver Bridge, which unfortunately killed 46 people in December of 1967. So on our 
Facebook page, I had posted a picture of the Point Pleasant Silver Bridge. And in there, there is a picture of the alleged Mothman flying away from the bridge. There is other pictures of the Mothman actually sitting on the top of the bridge. So... Mary died on February 15th of 1970 at 54, and she is well-remembered in her hometown of Point Pleasant. And in 1975, so five years after she passed, John Keel dedicated his book, The Mothman Prophecies, to her and the people of West Virginia. And John Keel went on to live until age 79 and unfortunately passed away in 2009, so he lived quite a bit longer than she did. More recently, in 2016, there was a photographed evidence of a creature looking like Mothman flying through the sky in West Virginia again. And in 2017, 55 people reported seeing the Mothman in Chicago. The Windy City now waits to see if the Mothman was there to warn them of harm to come. So it is a very popular theory that Mothman actually came to Point Pleasant to warn them about the collapse of the bridge instead of him being to blame for the collapse. So with that theory, that's why Chicago was waiting to see if harm was coming to them as well. I mentioned it earlier when I was reading from the United States of Cryptids that the name of Mothman came from the Batman villain that has the same name that was really extremely popular at the time from the Batman comics. There is a theory that Mothman is a ghost And if you want to frustrate a cryptozoologist, ask them the same question that police asks murder suspects. Where's the body? A cryptid corpse is the one piece of evidence needed to conclusively prove any cryptid hypothesis. And while most cryptozoologists keep looking, other cryptid aficionados get creative. Or maybe desperate. Or perhaps mischievous? They come up with other theories about cryptids to get around the body issue. So, what if cryptids are ghosts? Ghosts don't leave corpses. You know what I mean? That would explain why Bigfoot continues to evade capture, and why Mothman and Batsquatch and Giant Sky Clams can take flight against all laws of physics. What if cryptids are aliens? We will definitely be touching on UFOs and aliens in later episodes. Those are coming up. But we haven't done those that kind of series yet, but we will. So, what if cryptids are aliens? It's myopic and possibly prejudiced to believe that every creature from the stars is short, bulbous-headed, and big-eyed. Maybe they look like the Van Meter Visitor or the Enfield Monster. Maybe they just needed to take their hot egg out for a walk after that cramped flying saucer ride across the galaxy. What if cryptids are extra-dimensional entities? Creatures or beings that step sideways into this dimension and then step sideways out of it and disappear. Sometimes these creatures are called ultra-terrestrials. John Keel was very for this theory. His 1975 book, The Eighth Tower, on ultra-terrestrials and the super-spectrum, attempted to provide a unifying theory behind everything from UFOs to ghosts to demons to cryptids. The one with the fewest assumptions is probably correct. With these theories, it's the opposite. When your weird explanation doesn't pan out, just go weirder, and that is right up my alley. As far as Mothman movies, there is the Mothman Prophecies in 2002, which was spot on for the book from John Keel. Then there's the Mothman Legacy and that came out more recently in 2020. The Mothman of Point Pleasant that came out in 2017. 
Eyes of the Mothman, that came out in 2011. There's The Mothman Curse in 2014, and so many more. When I say that there was so many, I mean there's tons and tons of movies about Mothman and tons and tons of books. Some of them, the books that I had found that I thought were kind of cool was The Obvious Mothman Prophecies by John Keel, then Mothman, The Facts Behind the Legend by Donnie Sergent Jr. and Jeff Wamsley, then The Secret Life of Mothman by Megan Cooley Peterson. As far as events, there is the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. This year was September 16th and 17th. Next year, 2023, there is that same event, September 17th and 18th. Man, if I could have my own private plane, I would fly to all these events because I would love to get into the cryptid Comic-Con or the Crypticons, whatever. I would love to get to be able to go to those. There is vendors and cosplay and guest speakers, and you can even do bus tours to the old TNT area. While you're in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, make sure that you go to the world's only Mothman Museum. In town, there is a huge statue. They put a statue up of Mothman, and he is turned to look at this museum. So I think that's super cool that they pointed him right there. And I did get the number for you in case you want to plan your trip because that's how much I want to go. So if you want to call and get more information, the Mothman Museum's number is 304-812-5211. And while you're at the museum, they have newspaper clippings from the time. They have props from the Mothman Prophecies movie. They have so much information there. And you can get costumes for Mothman on Etsy and at HalloweenCostumes.com. So that way, if you want to go to this festival and you're you wanting to be in costume, those are the two best places I've found to be able to look. If you have been to this festival, please message me or comment on Facebook or on Instagram because I would love to hear what it's actually like in person. It's got to be super cool. It's very popular for people to go. I, I've, I read that there is a lot, a lot of people that go to this. So that is awesome to have a well-known cryptid be so popular. I have a few fun facts about the Mothman. Over 100 people reported sightings of the Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia between 1966 and 1967. And many people who stated that they saw the Mothman experienced ear and eye trauma. On the day of the infamous Silver Bridge collapse, several people reported seeing the Mothman flying above the bridge. So there is pictures of that. Then the Mothman sightings in and around Point Pleasant stopped on December 15, 1967, the same day as the Silver Bridge collapse. Another fact is there were reported signs of the Mothman right before the Chernobyl disaster on April 26, 1986. I'm going with the theory that if it is real, then it's definitely there to warn people about harm, not to cause it. Maybe it's like a bad omen, like if you, you know, walk under a ladder or something. Then on September 10th, 1978, a mine collapsed in Freiburg, Freiburg, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, Germany, resulting in the loss of many lives. 21 miners who were due to work that day were scared away by the sight of the Mothman-type creature at the entrance of the mine, which became known as another cryptid, the Freiburg Freiburg Shrieker. 
Another fact is while Mothman sightings were reported in America in 1966, Mothman reports in other countries started much earlier. A figure resembling the Mothman, referred to as the Man Dragon, was seen by several people in the region. It was seen by several people in China in early January 1926. And on January 19th, the dam collapsed and over 15,000 people lost their lives in the flooding. Seems kind of suspicious. Some other information about the Mothman is that there were also a number of hoaxes that followed the Mothman sightings. Construction workers tied flashlights to balloons and tried to fool people after the original reports. So the sculpture that I had mentioned was made by Rob Roach, and he was a sculptor and an artist, and he created this 12-foot-tall statue of the Mothman, which was unveiled in 2003 at the first annual Mothman Festival in 2002. And then in 2005, the Mothman Museum and Research Center opened, and it's run by Jeff Wamsley. And I didn't mention it earlier, but I did discover that there is an author, Gray Baker, Uh, He writes paranormal books and wrote a book called The Silver Bridge in 1970 that linked the bridge collapse and the Mothman sightings together. I haven't read it, but I would be interested to see the theories on that one as well. Another theory for what the Mothman was, was a barred owl. And it's a large species with a round head, deep black eyes, and a loud deep hoot that echoes through the dark. They prefer hollows and old trees and open forests and are common throughout the southeast, so that covers West Virginia. And officials in that former TNT area confirmed that there is a healthy population of these barred owls that live there in that refuge. So, most importantly though, barred owls have a dramatic crimson eye shine due to the amount of blood vessels around the eye. But I guess my question is, How do you go from a 17 to 20 inch owl to a six foot man? I I don't know how that one can can switch over. I mean, I, I understand that it's very hard to judge the size of something when you're seeing it at night and you don't know how close or how far away from you it is. If you misjudge it, it could be at a different height than what it actually is. Like, I get that but that's quite a jump to do. I think a certain amount of natural exaggeration and revision seems to have followed the Mothman encounters. Of course, then paranormal writers play up the aspects of the sightings and changing it, reshaping it, just to make sure that the legend fit their needs at that time. Then you have the artistic interpretations of Mothman that can change it and make it more demonic or more insect-like or more bird-like. The statue that's in the center of Point Pleasant has large clawed arms and bulging eyes, horns, and pointy teeth. And I actually saw, I thought this part was funny, I saw pictures of it more posted from women. (laughs) And the back of the statue is like super chiseled and apparently the butt of it is super chiseled and then it also has like really in-depth muscular abs and chest and I just thought that was funny that they made a big deal out of that. I was trying to think of what the name of this bird is and I don't think it's any of the ones that I mentioned but there's like a 
don't know if it's a pelican or some sort of bird like that that has really long legs and like wobbly knees. I was thinking about how it could potentially have been that bird. I'm not sure if it's any of those ones that I mentioned, but it could be, you know. So anyways, this is my information that I had on the Mothman and my theory, and you can have different ones. You can believe what you want. There's two separate things that I actually believe. I think that it could have been very much so a large bird that has long legs and the wide wingspan like the crane and that teenagers who were out driving around looking for a place to do things they probably shouldn't as a teenager got scared and then blew it out of proportion or maybe there is a mothman an actual cryptid like that and I think that throughout it getting twisted and turned that it made it more negative than what it was and if it really is a mothman maybe it really is there like the bad omen like the black cats are made out to be and that kind of thing but I guess that's up for debate isn't it okay so that's what I have on the mothman don't forget to hop on over to instagram and facebook and follow us at nightmares at midnight podcast and thanks for all the happy birthday wishes today I am getting old and I'm not ready for it. My husband and I actually debated on how old I actually am. I was thinking I was older than what I am. Maybe it's just how I feel. My body feels old in this negative 15 degree temperature. And I'm thankful for all the birthday wishes and birthday gifts that I have gotten. I love getting stuff from friends and family, especially when it has to do with the cryptid stuff. I got a snow gauge that has the Sasquatch on the top or the Bigfoot on top. And it's already buried back there. It's three feet of snow in our backyard. And you can't even see the gauge anymore because it's completely buried in snow. And if you have a suggestion of what you would like to hear on the episode or if you'd like to hear changes, let me know. Reach out to me at on our email, nightmaresatmidnightpodcast.gmail.com. And everybody have a happy Yule. As my husband and his family says, have a happy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa Yulika and catch us next time.